Okay, Boker Tov, today's daf is daf Chof Vav, 26, in Erevin. <clears throat> we started this uh, subject yesterday. We'll pick it up again, that last case. We'll start from four lines in the bottom, from the bottom of Chof Hayam at Beis. Avarnika. There was an Avarnika. What is an Avarnika? So, <clears throat> we'll see two. We, saw, we said there's two pictures in the illustration book, and that's going to be the, the pen of the two Pshatman Rashi. The first shot is number 159. Illustration number 159 is basically a tree, an arbor, a tree. Davila Reshkalus, the Exlog had this nice tree, Babustana, in his orchard. Now, <clears throat> that tree we had the nice place. They sat under it. You see, there's benches there. So he asked the rabbi, Rafuna Barchina, Lavid Marta Kanta, please make some sort of a, a provision, an adjustment. We'll be able to eat tomorrow. And it was Friday, he said to him, Listen, can you fix it up so that on Shabbos we could eat over there? Now, what is this tree? This tree was in the middle of a, uh, of a big carfaif, a big uh, enclosure. And it really was not Mukha Fladira. You see that the house was not attached to it. It was somewhat removed from there. And um, the question was, can you fix it up so that we can, take, we can eat there on Shabbos? Uzzel, he went, and he made that little structure. You see on the left of the tree in 159, he made a little fence uh, with, uh, of rods, uh, each one less than three tefachim from the other one so that it was like a solid wall with a table and a chair there, and he said he'll be able to eat there tomorrow. Okay, that's what he did. Now, this Lechorah goes against what we've said, that if you have a house with a door, and then you build the Karfif attached to that, so then the Karfif is, you can carry within the Karfif, you're talking about if it's more than two saw. If it's, if it's less than two saw, there's no problem. You don't need a deer or a like Rabbi Kiva. But if it's more than two saw, and this was more than two saw, this, this uh, car faith, you need a, first a residence, and then you attach it. But in this case, you didn't have a residence there first, so how did he fix it? He fixed it, apparently, by putting a sort of a residence, a place to sit there and eat there after the fact. How does that work? So we're, now we go on to explain the case. Also Rava, the last two words on the page, also Rava. Rava went, after this Rav Huna Bachina went, and he fixed up this situation to be able to carry there. Also Rav Huna, Shalfinu, he removed it. Now, the first shot in Rashi, we're going with, 159 is really the first shot in Rashi. Shalfinu, he felt, the he says that, that, that wouldn't fix it. That wouldn't fix it, as we've learned. If it's not originally a place of a dira, of a dwelling, and then you surround the car if you surround it around there, you can, after the fact, you can't do it. We then remember, you could take the wall down, put the, put the dwelling there, and put the wall up afterwards. That works. But if you have a, a car first, it's more than two saw, putting some sort of a dwelling there doesn't help. So he took down, apparently, this is, this is the first shot in Rashi. He took it down. He says, that's not going to fix it. Shalfinu. This is not the same Rafuna. This is the, the one who built it was Rafuna Barchinida. This, these are two students, Rapapa and Rafuna Bar Yeshua, were students of Rava. And they went and they supported him, what he did. What did they do? Naktinumi Basrei. All the rods, you see the rods that he put in 159, that he built that fence, uh, Rava pulled the rods out of the ground. He destroyed it. This is, of course, before Shabbos. And Rapapa and Rafuna went and they picked up the rods, right? Lamach, uh, uh, picked up Naktinumi Basrei. And Rashi learns so that Rafuna would not go and, re, and rebuild it. In other words, we had a fight over here. We had a disagreement. Rafuna Barchina felt that he could make such a little structure. 
Rava apparently, according to the first shot, felt, right, this is the first child, no, you don't need, it, that, that, that's not going to help. You can't do it after the fact. And Rav Papa and Rav Huna, the students of Rava, went and supported him by taking away the rods so that Rav Huna wouldn't be able to do it again. This is all the first shot in Rashi. Lamacher, the next day, next day, this is, I guess, on Shabbos, on Shabbos, after like he, you know, he said, in other words, Rava went and he took it down so that, so that they wouldn't be able to eat there. Lamacher, the next day, Esfei Ravina Rava, Ravina asked the following question of Rava. Now, Esfei sounds normally like, I have a kasha on you, what you did is wrong. Here, Rashi learns, according to, again, to first Pet Rashi, that since, Rav, since Rav Rava pulled it down saying that that's not valid, you can't, uh, it, that doesn't work, it's not effective to make a uh, fence like you did after the fact for the tree, uh, for the, for the carpet, that's no good. So uh, Rashi explains that these questions are bringing a proof to what Rava said. Rava, you're right that you can't do that. You can't fix the stuff this way. What are his proofs? We're going to see several questions now, Rava, but they're all really proofs to Rava. Rashi explains, to prove to him, to, to, to support him, all right, to prove to him that what he did was a good thing, that you can't fix it that way. What are the proofs? Rava, if you have a new city, from where do you measure? Remember, we measure for, uh, for Tchum Shabbos. Where do you measure it from? If you have a new city, a new city, a new city, as we'll see, they first built the wall around the city. They made a new city. And then they started building structures in the city, dwelling places. So you have to measure the 2,000 amas from the end of the dwelling. You don't look at the wall because the wall is around a big city that they, they planned a new city. They built a big wall around it. And they started living in there. So you got a few minyan of people living in there. There's plenty of open space. So where do you measure the Tum Shabbos from? How far you go? Only from the end of the dwellings, from the, from the inhabited area. Yishana, an old city, that, that you can measure from the wall. Why? What's the, what's the definition of a new city, an old city? A new city is a city that was first, they first built a wall around it, and then they started living in there. So it wasn't, they didn't live they didn't live in the whole area, the wall, in the entire walled area. Wherever they lived in, that's the only part that's considered a city that you measure the 2,000 amas from. Yishan, an old city, Yashva, was first inhabited, Lusofukva. Then they put a wall around it. And it was the old cities were first inhabited. Then they put a wall around it to protect the city. So those were totally filled up. And therefore, you can measure from the wall. Nami, in our case, to there, you're talking about Tchum Shabbos, but as an, as an example, here also, Hainami cook for himself Yashvadami. In this place, what happened first? It was first enclosed as an enclosure, as a carpet. And now you want to build, you know, now you want to say it's a dwelling. You're doing it after the fact. Well, that doesn't work. That doesn't work. And therefore, you know, as if it's hook for himself Yashva, that doesn't count. Just like hook for himself Yashva, when it comes to Tum Shabbos, you don't count from the hook if you count. You count only from the, it's, it's limited to the place where they're living here. Here also, this is Hukva Lubasov Yashva, and it's not like you, you consider it like a proper, like the whole place is dwelled in. Just like at Hukva Lubasov Yashva, you don't consider the whole city as having lived in it. Here also, Hukva Lubasov Yashva, you don't consider as if they're living in there, therefore it's not a valid partition, and you can't carry there. You can't carry in, in the Karfif. That's, that's what he wanted him to do. Rashi explained, in the, again, in first shot, uh, in other words, he wanted to say that the whole Karfif is mutter to carry in there because of this new dwelling that he made. But this is a dwelling that was made after, after it was first enclosed and therefore it's no good. So that was one proof from that case, a proof to what Rava did to take down that fence. 
and Rapapa, who was a student of Rapapa, he was one of the ones who picked up the the, the poles, the uh, uh, the poles so that you shouldn't that sort of Funa wouldn't be able to reconstruct it. Adarchlan is like an Adrichal in modern Hebrew that's an architect, means builders. The partitions that what happens when people building a structure, many times like you know, today they have a little uh, they have a, a little um, caravan there, you know, where they're where the where they're builders and they uh, you know they, they you know it's a temporary building that they use while the construction is going on. So these partitions that the builders make, Loshma Machitza. Why? Because it's temporary. It was only made for privacy, you know, while they're working there, but it's going to come down eventually. This is only made just temporarily, you know, for Shabbos. They want to eat there privately, have some privacy, have a little protection. That's not considered a mechitza. So again, that's a that's a kasha on what Rav Huda Bar-Khera did, and a proof that what Rav did by taking it down was 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 right because that wouldn't suffice. You couldn't use it on Shabbos. Another kasha Amalei Rav Huna Bar Rav Yeshua Rav another Rav Huna Bar Yeshua another other student of of uh, Rav Papa who supported him and picked up the rods and took them away picked up those poles he says another proof Amar uh, uh, what did he say Amalei Rav Huna Bar Rav Yeshua Rav let's say you have a partition that's just made for storage to put things down it's not considered a machitza why uh, made an Arab around the whole city Mechuzah was a small town in Babel and he made, a, he made how did he make an Arab that people should be able to carry there every neighborhood by neighborhood in other words even though if it's in a small city that you don't have 600,000 people walking through there like Diglai Midbar like in the Midbar you, that's not considered a Shus Rabbin. It's easy to make an Erev around the whole city. Still, he made he made uh, the Erev in that city. He made many Erevs, neighborhood by neighborhood. He didn't make one Erev around the whole thing. Why? Mishum de Beitura, because of the these are the ditches, the pits uh, for the uh, oxen. What they was in those days, they would have uh, ditches in each neighborhood where people would take their date pits. When they finished eating dates, they would take their date pits and throw them in there so the oxen would eat that. And they would throw them in these pits. Now, in order to protect those pits that, uh, you know, from, I guess, from dogs or whatever, to be able to protect them, they would set up these partitions around there, right? So what do you see? Even though they had these partitions, but the partitions could not be used as, as, um, as he made them neighbor by neighbor because of the these ditches. What does that mean that they had they had partitions around the ditches, but it's like a partition is made for storage, right? And therefore, it is a partition, but it's not considered a partition for an Arab <coughs> because it's only made for storage. It's not made for living inside and for considering one big rishus. So what do you see when you have a partition that's simply made for storage? That doesn't count. So here also, uh, here also you have the same problem that this partition that they made over here now was simply, you know, for a temporary purpose. Rashi explains that the peer is the shuchuk and the peer of the kavri. By mechitzah rafuna kasuya nachas dami she'enas ladira tamid lotsus lotsus lavo. It's not made for a permanent uh, uh, for permanent dwelling. It's only made to be able to uh, carry the stuff in for this particular Shabbos. So again, it would be invalid. And then after all this happened, koriyale rashglusa. So Rashlakish the owner of the property, right? The eggs like said, he called about them Chachamim Hema, they are wise, Lahara to do bad, do evil, but they didn't know how to do good. In other words, apparently he was upset with everybody because Rafuna Bachira tried to find the solution for him. And Rava pulled it down and Rapapa and Rafuna Bhavishua 
and uh, Ravina, they all supported him that those things don't work. That's all the first chat in Rashi. Now turn the page in the book to, pay, to diagram number 160. Diagram number 60, Rashi explains here in Amalf that he, this is how he learns the, avar, the Avarika is not a tree like we saw in 159, but it's rather an axadra, uh, which is like a portico, meaning it's got, it's got a, a roof on it with no walls. Okay, and this and th- and there wasn't simply a tree, but he had this thing built there, that structure that you see that looks like a you know looks like a round disc or something, and people were sitting underneath there, some sort of a, a sukkah, right, where people were sitting underneath there. That was what he had there originally. That's what he had there originally, and he used that. He would sit there and eat there. And what happened was that um, uh, the, uh, the 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 asked Rav can you please make a structure so we'll be able to take the food out there. Now, what, was, what do you mean take the food out there? He didn't mean to build, to build a dwelling place, like a place that they're going to live with a table and a chairs, like in, in, on uh, Ahmed Aleph in number one, uh, 159, rather. But he wanted to build for him a little pathway. You see the pathway leading from the house? Because the house was really not attached. In this diagram, it doesn't show as much, but there, it was not, the, the carfrif was not built around a, a dwelling originally. It was built separately. So he wanted to be able to carry the food out there on Shabbos. As they used that achsadra before, that was a place that they used. But he wanted to be able to carry the food on Shabbos from the house. So he built a little pathway to be able to walk there. That's, you see, the pathway that he built with those, with those poles. Now, that's what he did. When Rava then came, the story was Rava pulled them out. Not because he said it wasn't valid, because he says, you don't need it. Because he says, you don't need it. The, the reason you pulled it out was because you didn't need it at all. Meaning, Rashi explains here, the first of the widest lines, Rabbi Rechina came in Shvil, he made this little pathway, so he should be able to carry. Rabbi, when he took him out, not because he said it's usur, Ellie says, you don't need it. The sphere laid the shari to a bikul bus, you can carry anyway. The Kivan, he says, because since this was a Ravanka there before, in other words, if it was only a tree, you're right, that's, that's not a structure. But since he had this structure over here in 160 there before, he felt that since he built this Ravanka, it was already, uh, the, whole, the whole place was a chotzer for the Ravanka, which was like a dwelling place, and Mukavadira. And it's already placed its Mukavadira. In other words, that since that structure had been there before, the whole enclosure was valid. You don't need a special thing. You don't need those poles to be able to carry because the whole car faith is considered an enclosure that was built around a dwelling and you don't need it at all. That was what Rav, that's what Rav did. Then, right, that's when, now, when Rav Papa and Rav Huna, they supported him. They said, you don't need that. The next day, look at the second line of the Gemara again, Lamacher, the next day, they woke up and they said, wait a minute, Rabbi, uh, I know we follow you, and you were you you felt that it wasn't necessary there because you can carry anyway in there because that structure that Assad was like a dwelling place, not so fast. We have these three cases that show you that when it's only a temporary structure, right, or when it's uh, something was hukov was so fadai they built they made maybe he made that Assadra after the uh, enclosure was was enclosed. That's not good. So in other words, Rava. Rava took down those poles because he said it wasn't necessary. And originally his students supported him, but the next day on Shabbos they woke up and they said, wait a minute, we have all these kashas. Now the ace makes more sense. It was a kasha on him. You took it down saying you don't need those poles? You do need something there because you can't just carry there because it's an enclosure that was made, at, that was made 
either before the dwelling or the dwelling wasn't really a good dwelling. And this is, or it's a temporary dwelling, and therefore it's not considered a proper enclosure, and you can't carry there. Then the Reish Kalusa said, oh, now you wake up. You're doing good. Yesterday, you didn't know this. Yesterday, when Rafuna Barchina really did give me a solution, because I, all I needed was that path, and your rabbi, Rava, took it down, and you supported him, and, and you said, yeah, you don't need it. Now, the next day, when I really need it, now you say it's not good, and you say you didn't you didn't allow Rav Huna Barchinin's solution to be valid and to and to and to uh, and to stay there, and you took it apart and you just ruined things for me. In other words, one rabbi fixed the situation, another rabbi came along and destroyed it, and his students supported him, and then his students woke up the next day and they said, "Oh, wait a minute, rabbi, I think you shouldn't have taken down those poles because they would have worked, and now and now he can't carry there." That was the story. Um, Rav Now we're going back to our mission on Daf Gimel. We said that a carfeif that's not, that's not that uh, you know. For the, the there were different sheetas over here. Does the carfeif have to have an order for will carry even at a two saw base asayim? Does it have to be have a dwelling or not? We came out like a bekiva that even if there's none of those things, you don't need a dwelling, you don't need a hut, you don't need anything. If it's to, up to up to two uh, saw. You can carry anyway, right up until who saw, and we have like Rabbiosi. It doesn't have to be a square; it could be a rectangle. Then we had a sheet of Rabbi He says he heard from Rabbi Leizer because the sheet we had from Rabbi Leizer was it could be tw- twice as long as uh, it could be up to twice as long as it is wide. But uh, I heard I heard from Rabbi Leizer it could even be much bigger than two saw. Two saw we said is five thousand square amas. It could even be a base core which is fifteen times that. A core is thirty saw. Base asayim is two saw. Two saw is five thousand amas square amas. So 15 times that, which is 30 saw, would be 75,000 square amas. So that's what Rabbi Lezer said at the end, that's what he said, and Rabbi Lezer said at the end of the Mishnah. I heard from Lezer, it could even be up to, up to a base core. It could even be 75,000 amas. He said, I heard that, and I heard two other things that we'll describe in detail now. So, Masnisun deloka chananya, Mishnah's saw. He said, I heard what Rabbi Lezer said, I heard from Rabbi Lezer, that you could even make it up to 75,000 amas. We don't hold that. But he says, that's what I heard. He says, Amish doesn't go like Hanani, because Hanani said, I heard it could even be up to 40 saw. 40 saw is, is uh, 33% bigger than 30 saw, obviously, right? 30 saw is, is a base core. Uh, that a, base core, a base core is 30 saw, which is 75,000 square amas. So this would be like 100,000 square amas. Kistar Shomelech, like the royal court of the, of the king. Amr Yochanan. They both dash in the same Pasik. Shnem Pasik says, Vayihi Yoshio, Vahiyu Shayo, Layatza, Layatza, Tichona. Yeshio had not even left the inner Chatzar, that's like the rear royal Chatzar. Ksiv says, Ha'ir, it says, Ha'ir, Vakrin Chatzar. The Ksiv is Ha'ir, and the Kri is Chatzar, El Chatzar Tichona. The Pasik reads, Hel Ira Tichona. And in the Kri is Chatzer Tichna. In other words, the fact that it's a Chatzer and they called it a city shows you that the Chatzer of a king, a royal court, is like a small city or average city. Ravelois heard from Rabelezer that a, a, a city, an average city, is the size of 75,000 75, square amas, a base court. A city is Memsa, is 100,000 square amas. That was the story. So he says, here it's even bigger. Now we hold it's only, only up until Tussaw, unless it has a dwelling there already. But they held that it could be even be 75,000 amas, or Hanani said uh, 100,000 square amas. But what was Yishayo doing, visiting over there? 
what was he doing at the king's house? The king Cheskio became very sick, was mortally sick. When he made a yeshiva there, a yeshiva learning Torah there, in order to protect him. Rashi says, to meet him there to learn Torah because he can't go in there when there's Torah learning. We all know the famous story with David HaMelech who knew that he was going to die on his 70th birthday and um, and he studied learning Torah. He was learning Torah all day so the Malach Mavis wouldn't be able to come until the Malach Mavis came and he shook the tree and he stopped learning for a second then he was able to get him. So here also he said, if there's a yeshiva, people learning there, the Malach Mavis won't be able to come. The Gemara now says, If a Tamachachim got sick, they put a yeshiva over there of learning to, uh, to protect him so the Malachim Abbas will not come. But that's incorrect. Don't do that. Maybe you'll provoke the Sutton even more. The Sutton is the same as the Malachim Abbas. And don't provoke him. In other words, so why, why, were, why was Yeshayahu able to do it? So the Mephoshim say, because... Um, Chizkiyot uh, was a special, was a Navi and was a special, Tamil Chochem was a great uh, person, and the others say because uh, because uh, he was doomed to death anyway, in other words there was no point, you're not worried about provoking the Sutton anymore, he was already already had a death sentence on him, so he couldn't provoke him anymore, but if a person stops sick and uh, you want to protect him perhaps don't try to provoke the uh, Sutton, provocation is never good I also heard from Revelo, he says, I also heard from Belezer. We're going to get now into Erevin, the real Erevin. Until now, we're talking about how you build a Mavui, how you build a Chatzer or Pasi Biros, how these structures are made. We didn't yet talk about making an Erev. When you're actually making an Erev, is not just the area around it, but you also have to have the food so to, make it one, to make it like one family. So he said, let's say you have people in a Chatzer. Let's say there's five houses bordering on a chutzah, they all share the chutzah. So they make an air of everybody contributes food, or one person gives it for everybody, but in those days, they, everybody would give something in. And one person forgot. One person forgot, so he said he heard that everybody else can use it, but he can't. He can't take for the person himself, cannot take food out from his chutzah to the, uh, to the uh, from his house to the chutzah, but everybody else can use his chutzah, even his chutzah. Not only can they take from food to their chutzah, but they can take from chutzah into his house. Lebeso, they can even use his. That's what I heard. But his house is also for him. But for them, it's mutter. I vatanam. We learned the Gemara now says vatan beso also lohosi lachnos lo vilohen. It's also for them. Also, in other words, they could take food into their chutzah because he was mavatel his rishus. He renounced his rishus to them. He says you can have my rishus for Shabbos. But um, but that the, the question is, are they? So he can't take anything out of his house. But can they take stuff not only from their house into the chutzah, but from the chutzah into his house and vice versa, or not? So from Reloy, it's mashma that, that they could. But here it's mashma, bright, bright, uh, Mishnah says, about beso also lo tilachnus lo vilohen for them and for him and for them. Amr Rafud ben Rishua, Amr Rafshesh is a samachlokes. So Rafshesh explains the lokasha, how Rablaz of Rabbonim. The Rabelezer holds what? And he explains now. If you want to analyze, the person who forgot to join in the Erev. So he renounced his Rishus, his Chatzar. He says, you know what? My share in the Chatzar is yours. I'm not part of the Chatzar. You can use the Chatzar without me. In other words, the Chatzar can only use the Chatzar if it belongs to everybody together. But he didn't give his Rishus in, so he didn't, he was not, he didn't partake in the Erev. So he's Mavatl. He renounces his share. He gives it to them. So if you mavatl his can you also, is he also mavatl his house? 
He's mivatul uh, just If he says beferish, that's different. Then he obviously was mivatul. Here he's mivatul just chetzero. Is the rishus beso also renounced or not? According to Blazer, it is. Therefore, they can use his house too. Why can't he use it? So Rashi explains why can't he use it because once he renounces it, he's a guest. So as a guest, he could actually take food in and out of their homes into the chutzer. Because if you're if you have a house and a chutzer and a guest comes to your house, he can do whatever he does. Your he can do whatever you do. However, in his own house, we're afraid if he's going to take food out of his house into the chutzer, vice versa, that's demonstrating that he never really gave up his rishus, that he didn't really renounce. Therefore, we don't allow him to do it. So Rebbe says, but everybody else can take food freely from all the houses into all the chutzers, including the one who forgot. If, you, if he's in vatal, his rishus, he renounces his, his rishus and his chutzer, his... Uh, his um, Possession. What's the word I'm looking for? In other words, his ownership. He he, he renounces his ownership rights in the chutzer for that Shabbos. He renounces his house. His chutzer, yes, he renounces, but not his house. In other words, he's not as generous in his renunciation. So, what's Rav Shesh's teaching? A pshita. Obviously, we have a sheet of Rablazer. He was quoting Rablazer. The other one is the Rabbanan. We understand that, you know, he says, when you, when you, want, you want to figure it out, okay, fine. He says he answers the steer because one's Rablazer, one's Rabbanan. So when you don't understand what's going on, Rablazer holds, and when, when you renounce your Rishus and your Chatzar, you also renounce your Rishus in your house. Therefore, the other people can partake in your house and the Chatzar freely. Whereas Rabbanan say, no, he only gave up his Chatzar, not the house, and therefore they can't take stuff into his house because his house is simply his. It's not shared. Okay, but isn't that, it's obviously, it's what the Machlok is, what's he teaching me? Amar Rachvas, Rachvas says, Anov Ravun Brachina, the two of us, I mean, we explained it, that Rav Shesh was trying to say, because obviously that's the Machlokas between Rav Lezah and Rav Man, there's no Chesh in that. We're trying to explain, though, the, what's the basis of the Machlokas so we can apply it in another case. To teach me another thing. In other words, Rav Lezah says, when you're Mabatl, you're Rishos, you do it freely, you do it generously. Or the Rabbanan saying, you don't do it generously. What I said, I said. What I didn't say, I didn't say. I gave up the chutz or not the house. So therefore, you see, we'll apply that idea in this case. Five people had a chutzar. One person didn't make an neighbor. Since I do it generously, it's enough if Yevruvin, Shimon, Levi, Yehuda, Yisachar, it's enough if Yisachar gave up his share to one of them. Yehuda, I'm giving up my share. I don't have to tell everybody in the before Shabbos, everybody there, listen, I'm giving up my share to you and to you and to you and to you. If he did it to one, that's good enough because he does it generously. In other words, when we say Reb Lezer, just like Reb Lezer says, when he gives up Reb Shus in his, in his chutzr, he's also giving it up in his house because he, when, he, when, he's, when he, he does his renunciation generously, it also means that he doesn't have to tell each and every one. That's the chish. The Rabbanim, because they don't do it generously. In other words, the same idea that they don't give up, the, he doesn't, when he renounces, he doesn't renounce his house if he didn't specifically say his house, the same way he doesn't renounce it to every single one. And therefore, if he didn't renounce it to every single one, they can't use his rishos. It's only if everybody could use it. The ones who he didn't renounce from, they can't use his rishos, they can't, and they can't use the chutzr either because the chutzr is only, he only renounced it to one person. You can have my share. He didn't give it to the other people. Who does the following go? Like this, we learn a price of Hamish Shur, Machatzer Echa, Veshach Echa, man. This came, same case. Below Erev, and he didn't make an Erev, Chumavatl Rushu, so Ain Sarchlavatl Rushu. When he's Matl Rushu, he can do it to Ruvain or to Yud, he doesn't have to do it to all, five, all the other four. Command uh, goes like Rabbelezer. Rav Kana Masniach, that's a Rav Kana learned the Gemara like we just explained it. Rav Sheshish just said the difference between Rabbelezer and Rabbanan, and he said, 
you know, you do it generously or not generously. Basically, you're not, you either you include your house or you don't include your house. And then Rafa said, uh, I and Rafuna Bachirida, we applied it in another case, right? It's the same Rafuna Bachirida that we had on the previous summit base who, uh, who tried to make the rods for the, uh, for the Reish Galusa, right? We had that whole controversy, the same Rafuna Bachirida. So Rafuna Bachirida uh, and, and I explained it that we applied it to the case of where your mavato was just, you only did it to one, you didn't do it to the others, you have to do it to all, all the other four diarim there or not, right? So that's how he explained it. Rav Tuv Yumi learned this way, that Rav Sheshis actually explained it on that case. who does the following Five people and one person forgot to make an heir, he doesn't have to invato to every single one. If he did it to one, we understood, it's understood that, uh, that he is invato to everybody. In other words, according to the first prat, Rablazer just says Machlis Rablazer Rabbanan, and what it was one says Rablazer says you're invatul also in the house, and Rabbanan say not. So it's obvious. So he says, oh, Rafa says Rafa said I and Rafun Barchina we explained it to apply in the case where your mavatul is just to one person. Is it considered to everybody? Because like Rablazer who says you're Jew generously, or like Rabbanan say you don't do it generously. That's how he explained it. Rav Tavyumi said. That Rav Sheshis Gufa came along to tell us that case. Rav Sheshis is the one who said that. Not that Rav Rachva and Rav Huna Bachinon explained it that way, but it's the same idea, but it's what Rav Sheshis said at Beferish, that I have a machlok between Rav and Rabbanan, and the way I explained it, that, that it, it depends whether, you're mavatu, whether it's generous or not, whether you're mavatu your chutz, you're also mavatu your house, based on whether, you're, whether you do it by yafa generously or not, we apply that also to this shaila. if you're mavatu to one person, is it considered mavatu to everybody? The one, the bride that says you don't mavatu to everybody, that is the shita of Rabbi Lezer. Amalei Papa Labaya. according to Rabbi who says that if you're mavatu your chutzer, you're automatically mavatu your house also, what happens if he says, I'm vatla, but I'm not vatla my house? I, I, I'm doing the chatzar, but he said specifically, the, the whole question was, if he's vatla his chatzar, does it automatically mean he's vatla his house? Rabbi Lezer says yes, the Rabbanan say no or not. What happens, according to Rabbi Lezer, if he says specifically, I'm not vatla my house? Or according to Rabbanan the other way, according to Rabbanan, the Rabbanan say, according to Rabbanan who say, you're not, you don't automatically vatla house, whatever he says, but favorite, I am vatla my house, mine. Time of Rabbi is the Rabbi Lezer raising Mishim Mikseb and Vatel Mishus Chatzero, Rishus Beso Betol, right? It's normally when you Vatel your Rishus of Chatzero, you Vatel your house. Normally, Vomer on a little bit, but this guy said I'm not Vatel. In other words, the assumption is you Vatel your your Chatzero, you're also Vatel your house because you do it generously. And here the guy says I'm not Vatel it, so I'm not being I'm not Vatel my house. I'm not doing generously, and therefore the house is not Vatel, and you couldn't carry it. Nobody can carry into the house. Nobody lives in a house without a chutzr. It's very hard to live in a house without a chutzr, without a way to get out. So nobody lives in a house without a chutzr. When he said, I'm not mavat to my house, in other words, nobody would want to live in a house without a chutzr. So when he says, I'm mavat to my chutzr, and then he says, but I'm not mavat to the house, those words are meaningless. Because a normal person doesn't live in a house without a chutzr. And therefore, even though he says, I'm not mavat to my house, his house is still bottle. Afagav Dharma Dayer, and even though he says, I'm going to live there, Lav Klumkomer. He's not empowered to do that because <clears throat> we don't, we don't, he's not empowered to do it because he's going against normal human activity. 
or the other questions that were around also. Rabbanan, who say, when you're vatli your chutz, you're not vatli your house. Let's say he says, I am vatli my house. My time of Rabbanan should be serving vatli v'shus chutzer or v'shus beisel abatul. When a person normally is mavatul is v'shus chutzer, he doesn't do it generously and he's not vatul his house. But here, this guy says, I am vatul my house, so we take it, at, take him at his word. He did it. Normally, a person's not generous, but this guy is generous. So Dilma, time of Rabbanan should love initially v'salik nafshe legar mebayis of a chutzer. Because it, maybe the Rabbanon's reason is not because he's not generous, because a person simply would not uh, renounce his entire possession, the house and the chatzar. The chatzar he might give up, but he's not going to renounce himself entirely from his house. He's afraid they'll take it away from him permanently or whatever. He wouldn't normally renounce both his house and his chatzar. said he should be an oreach. He should not, he says he should be a guest there. A person wouldn't normally just give up his house and his chatzar, all his his entire possession there, and he's going to be a guest there, he wouldn't do that. And when this guy says, I am a vatl, in other words, the Rabban's reason why a person says, when he gives up his chutz, he doesn't give up his house, is because a person would never renounce himself totally. So when this guy says, yeah, I renounce it totally, he's not empowered to do that, because we don't believe he really means it, because he's going against normal human activity, normal human, human conduct, I should say. He's going against some Amale. So when he, this question was asked, or Papa asked us of Abaye, he answered, by answer, I'm like, keeping the gully died to a gully. In other words, go with the original idea like Rav Shesh explained. When, according to according to Blazer, he's Vatl is Chatzar, he does it generously, includes his house. According to Rabbanan, he doesn't do it generously. But if he said specifically that he is Mavatl's house, he wouldn't. And if according to Blazer, he said specifically, I'm not Mavatl's house, he revealed what he wants to do, and therefore you go with that. The last thing Reb Lois said I heard from from Blazer, and I couldn't find any support. Obviously, we don't pass like him in the case of the seventy-five thousand almas, and um, and over here he couldn't find any support for this sheet either. That what that uh, your mavatal your chutzer, uh, your house is also automatically butal, and everybody could use it. Everybody can go into your house. He found no support for that. And he found also he found he said a third thing that he heard from that our kavlin a kind of a, a vegetable or a kind of a vegetable or or a growth a plant uh, you could use that for mar on Pesach Meyer kavlin what is that on Mishlokesh atzvasa de charizaisa the creepers uh, that that like the base that sits around it grows grows around the palm tree it, it creeps it up it's it stays stuck there charizaisa charizaisa rashi says kufas harbe yachad stuck together. And there's a lot of a lot of creepers that are stuck together. It's tevetam maru. It's got a bitter taste to it. He heard it could be also in Shabbos, but he couldn't find any support for that shita. So that ends the first two prakim, which dealt basically with how you build a mavi or how you build a chutzur. Now we've learned we mentioned before that in order for it to be valid on Shabbos to be able to carry there, you got to make it one rishos. How do you make it one rishos? Not simply by having a wall around it or some sort of a fence or whatever, but you also have to have that it's shared. You're sharing a meal in there. So everybody puts their food together. That makes like the Rishos of one. What is food? So here we get to the for what is food. Bechom Arvin, you can make an Erev. Rashi learned Umishtatvin. You can make an Erev with anything. An Erev is for a Chatzero, for different Chatzeros, or a Shituf for a Mavui. Same thing, making a, an Erev for a Mavui is called a Shituf. So you can make an Erev or a Shituf with anything, except for water and salt. Water and salt are not considered foods. Right? Water is obviously a liquid, but it's not considered food. It doesn't give you the same nourishment. It's not a protein. Except for wine salt. We'll see why. Rashi says we when it comes to this, when it comes to the Erev, it's because it's not considered a food. It doesn't satiate. Where your food is. Nobody makes a meal out of just water and salt. 
Right. Similarly, I call Nikich because of Meiser. Meiser Shani, you take Meiser Shani, you have to bring it up to Yushalayim. So you either bring up the food or you convert it to money. And when you take the money, you bring it to Yushalayim, you buy food with it. It's got to be food. You can buy any food with it, right? Except for Chutzmiyamel. Same idea, Yayamel. Now, because of Meiser Shani, we'll see. Where it has got to be a food that says, Babakar Vatsam, the Yayan of a Sheikhar. It's learned over there. It's got to be the Gemara. That's tomorrow's Gemara and, and into, into Sundays. About it's got to be pre, be pre. It's got to be something that grows from something else, or Gedulei Karka, something that grows in the ground, right? We'll talk about whether fish is, is included. But the idea is that it's learned out by Kesser Meister. It's learned out of Kal Pradoklau that it's got to be something that grows from something else, or something that grows out of the ground. Water doesn't grow, and salt doesn't grow, so it doesn't come out of the ground. It's not pre, me pre, and therefore that's excluded there too. Similarly, so that's, when it comes to Erev and, and uh, Shito, if it's reason, it's no good, it's because it's not considered a food. And you only make it, you wouldn't make a meal. Nobody's going to make a meal. I'm serving water and salt. That's not a meal. And my, by my Sashani, also, it's learned out of the Pusik of a Kal Pradoklau. What about, similarly, let's say you make an Erev, you're not going to have any Mazon, any satiating food. Mutter Melech, you can have, you can have a, a Melech and Mayim, right? Or a Mayim and Melech, because it's not considered a food. So if I made a net, I, I'm not going to eat any food, but you could have water and salt. What about an Erev? Now, Erev is to be something you have to be able to eat there. What about, can you, use, can, can you make an Erev for a Nazir with wine, which is also from tea? Uli Yisrael Betruma. Now, why? The Tanakhama says we're here for a Nazir, and even though the Nazir can't drink the wine, and, and Yisrael cannot eat the Truma, but since he can have a meal there with other people, that's considered good enough. And as even though he himself can't eat it, but it's good for other people, so he can make a meal there. Sometimes you have a meal and you serve food that you can't eat. You're gluten-free, but everybody else can eat the challah, whatever it is, right? So the Tanakhama says, that's okay. Sum chasomer b'chulen. No, that for a, a Yisrael, it has to have truma. For Yisrael, if you set up, a, uh, it has to be, the food has to be food that the, that the owner himself can eat. If he's a Yisrael and you have truma there, he can't eat it and it's no good. He doesn't argue by, by a nazir there with the wine because a nazir can even drink the wine. He can be shoral on his netter. A coin can never, a Yisrael can never eat truma under any circumstances. A Yisrael can't eat truma. There's no situation which he can eat truma. Whereas a nazir uh, could drink the wine if he, go, if he gets his matar netter, his matar is nazir, so then he could drink the wine. Ula coin base of pras. Now this goes according to everybody. This is not some It's a coin base of pras. A base of pras is a field in which a, uh, a, grave, a, a grave was, was plowed up and there's no body left anymore, but there could be pieces of bones there. So since it's only also for a coin that are abonan, because it's, uh, you're allowed to go in there by blowing and making sure that, there's, that you're not going to touch any, any pieces of bones, there's no problem with an with a OL because there's only small pieces of bones. But, but a bone we learn of a, of a mess is metame bamago masa, you can't touch it. So you're allowed to go in there, it's only nisr abonan, and you're allowed to go in there by blowing, so therefore, if, uh, if, if you made a Erev uh, for a coin in the base of Pras, it's in a field that had a, uh, that had a uh, uh, you put the food there in a field that had a body that was, uh, a pl- and the field was plowed up, you're allowed to, because it's only in a Rabbanan, and there's a way around. Rabbi Yudamar, Afil Benek Forest. You, even if you put one in a basic forest, in other words, even a basic forest, you could put a meal there also. Because you can make a mechitza there. You can make a mechitza between the graves, you know, and walk in a place where there's no uh, graves, and therefore you're allowed to. We'll see the Rabbanon disagree with him in the forest, and as Rabbi Yudah, we want to be on to show you, because he also can make a mechitza there. You can make a mechitza, so you won't make an oil, and, and also he'll come in in a sheet of table, and he'll come in in a box, uh, in other words, it's possible for him to get in there either with the mechitza or going in a way that he won't become tamay. However, the rabbis disagree and said you can't make their wine anyway. We'll see in the Gemara about that 
because you're not allowed to have enough from basic forests. And here, when you're having Ano from this Erev, you're going to eat there, or, or the food is giving you Ano, or you're being able to walk because of that, you're getting Ano, you can't have enough from basic forests. Tomorrow's Gemara is a relatively straightforward Gemara about this whole engine of Clolis and about getting into the concept of uh, what, you, what the food that you're allowed to use for, kes, for kes, with Kes of Maishashani has got to be something primi pre and or it grows in the ground. And on Sunday, Meretz Hashem, it's also on the internet. And on Sunday, we'll pick it up from the middle of that Indian about pre pre and Gedilic Harka. We'll start from the last line on Chaf Zayin Amid Beis on tomorrow's Dot because it's really in the middle of an Indian. There's no uh, special Indian there. There's no good place to, uh, to start and stop. So we'll pick it up from the middle of that discussion. Umiyamar Abayi, the last line on the Chavzayim and Beis. Have a good Shabbos, everybody. Call to Sirius Tavis. Shabbos in regards. Thank you. Call to.